Welcome to the Arise Church podcast, where we're awakening the world to the reality of Jesus. Well, hey everybody, welcome to the DNA discussions, the five weeks of talking about the Arise values in casual conversations where we share the scriptures, the heart, and the story behind the foundational principles of our church, the key parts of our discipleship process, the traits that we hope that every disciple, everyone who belongs to an Arise Church family, and every house church uh, replicates, ends up replicating as we continue to grow together. And today we are talking about maybe the core foundational uh, DNA, which is awakening. And to have that conversation and to have this DNA discussion, we have David Thomas and my wife Maddie, um, which I think most of us are familiar with the two of you. And so I will y'all say welcome to the uh, Thomas living room. So David, thanks for opening up your home for this. It feels very uh glamorous to have filming <laughs> going on in our living room. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I just felt natural to ask the two of you to be in this discussion. We're going to have different voices in for the following four weeks, but really from the start of the call that Maddie and I felt to plant arise, David, you were in at the ground level with that because you were just wrestling through life and calling with us and have been faithful to journey with us in that. And from the start, we said, we want to have a community that is about awakening. We didn't want to have a network of house churches that were a reaction against something, but rather a community of house churches that were about awakening the world to the reality of Jesus. And, you know, you have your PhD in the role of prayer in the history of great awakenings. And would you give us just a snapshot uh, view of you know, what that means when we talk about awakening the world to the reality of Jesus. Sure, you know, awakening is kind of an old-fashioned word. And um, we don't think of it and use it all that much. But it's a great word and that Arise has sort of taken on. And I really appreciate that you all launched the church with that commitment because awakening is is not just some broad sociological, historical kind of reality. It is embedded in real time, real place, and real relationships. Mm-hmm. That's why it, it moves, awakening moves in colonies of love, colonies of awakening. I think of Arise as being just this full-on embodiment of, of, of the life of the kingdom of God. I don't think there's a better way to think of awakening than just to be in a community of people that are after being an answer to the Jesus, the prayer Jesus gave us, that the kingdom would come on earth as it is in heaven, simply put. Mm-hmm. Another way of thinking about awakening is that it's kind of really the story of the church. I mean, I think one of the great ways to understand the whole sweeping story of the Christian movement since Pentecost is as a series of awakenings. Those, those times and places when the Spirit has breathed new life into the work of Jesus in the earth. And, um, you know, this is something we can be very thankful for. The Spirit residing in the church, there's always this self-correcting, reanimating capacity in the life of the church to get back on track, back to the original kind of impulse of what 
the Christian movement is that Jesus died to make possible what he inaugurated, the kingdom on earth. Um, the Spirit just renews that. Another key thing about just thinking about awakening broadly is when we are framing our reality, when we're framing our church around awakening, we're just acknowledging hard reality. Awakening is this core confession that we can't get ourselves out of the hole we're in, that culture is deteriorating at a rate now uh, that is, is something we can't stop, we can't turn around in our own energies, we don't have the right, we don't have the best enough ideas, we, can't, we don't have the ingenuity, human excellence is too small a thing. We have to have the help of God. We're, we're just honest to admit it. We use this word and we don't throw it around lightly, but it's just reality. We are desperate. We live in a cultural moment of desperation. We don't need to itemize that and try to characterize that. I think it's just known now. We realize this is a desperate moment. We have to have God. And so I, I just treasure the fact that Arise just has ordered itself. We are just framing our reality. We, want, we don't want just a growing church, a good church, a well-produced church. We want a supernatural church. We have to have a church where people are encountering the living God. And so I guess from the big, broad picture, historical, biblical picture, that's just sort of what we're after. We're just wanting to to really be an answer to what Jesus taught us to pray for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is for the kingdom to come on earth as as it is in heaven. Mm -hmm. yeah. And awakening, what would you say would be the sign of awakening in our society today? Like if awakening were to happen, yeah. what would be the key sign of that? The absolute epicenter of awakening is encounter with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Not knowing more about him, not being involved in things that connect to him, but just full face on being arrested right in the direct path of my life. I have met the living God. Yeah. I have seen the face of Jesus and the spirit of God has poured his love into my life. It's unmistakable. And uh, that, that experience of, of the ministry of the Holy Spirit to, to give, give us the love of God, you know, the Spirit indwells us to create in us the character of Jesus, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, and to, through us, continue the ministry of Jesus, yeah. the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And when, when, that is, when those, those dimensions of the ministry of the Spirit are being embodied in the life of a community, that really is kind of the, the core element of an awakening movement. And when that happens in a heart, and it becomes experienced in a household of love, single friends or married friends or families coming together, and that's experienced in the, in the core relationships of our lives, and those come together into a church yeah. and finds expression there. And then those, if there can be a city with a few of those churches happening, yeah. that's enough for a city to experience awakening. It's yeah. not, we're not, you know, there's one thing about awakening that I, I really I'm thankful for it's not numerical mm. you know we as Americans think big stadium events yep. big influence the great awakenings have been populated by mm. tiny little hot cores just a few little you know churches or groups that are just like absolutely thirsty mm. burning with passion for mm -hmm. Jesus that's all it takes to change the city yeah, yeah. and uh, so that's why you know arise is so special to me 
yeah. is that it's a church that's just after that, yeah. wanting nothing less than that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so yeah, it, it shows up societally and transformed lives in, mm -hmm. in reformation of social systems, in tremendous boldness, yeah. in great sacrificial love for the poor and the fragile. It'll just, it'll just show up in manifestation of the power of God to yeah. heal, to set people free from yeah. bondage of all types. Mm -hmm. Wholeness becomes more and more just the experience of people that are becoming whole. We have patience to walk that out in life. Yeah. And um, so we do that in deep, authentic, trusted relationship. There's love that makes possible a kind of relating and, he and healing that's just not possible in human yeah. love alone. It's yeah. just the love of God. Yeah. So that's, I think, a little bit of what yeah. it looks like. Yeah. I love, I love what you just said, David, because so often when you hear the manifestations of awakening, it can feel like a burden. People are like, mm. "How do we do all of these things?" But that's the thing is what you just said is the epicenter of awakening, the beginning of awakening, is encounter with Jesus, authentic encounter with Jesus yeah. that changes you, that changes you, your little pocket, your community, your church, your city. But that it's not, oh, we have to now strategize the right. manifestation of awakening, which is very different. You know, like I even so, think yeah. that there's at times a mentality around awakened communities that are like, let's just start doing all these things yeah. that are what awakening looks like. But I think really the only thing we need to be doing that you're saying is being in the presence of God just and being changed by him, you know, yeah. praying, waiting, um, anticipating and expecting that he wants to encounter us, that he mm. wants to be, um, us be known by him and him be known by us. So yeah. I don't know. I just love That's what you're so, saying. And I think it's it, when you really understand that, um, it is disarming because any yeah. sort of, um, preconceived notions of the, some sort of burden of making this happen is released because yes. you're like, Oh, so what it looks like for me to become awakened person and then for our community to be awakened and our city to be awakened is for me to encounter Jesus, you know, and then for me and my friends yeah. to encounter Jesus. Um, yeah. In so the I American church, we, I'm, you know, here I am. I've, I've bought into this and did this so much as a pastor is like get a vision statement, a mission, <laughs> get buy-in, set right. goals, get metrics and, and push toward it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That and but in, in the New Testament and really in an awakening colony, yeah. it's let's let's travail, yeah. let's pursue God, let's wait on Him, and we will watch Him move. Yeah. And when we do, we'll chase after that. Yes. Yeah. It's observe and respond yes. rather yeah. than vision and get by Him. Right. It's just God will do this. It's yeah. His work. We're going to just follow yeah. Him close yes. and, and and just structure around mm -hmm. Him and really chase after yeah. what He's doing. And I want to just add in like that that. Um, this part of the value is so important to me and has been even as a pastor and leader in this community, um, at times, like even feel and sense the spirit calling me back saying, oh, yeah. Yeah. saying, wait on me, you know, don't, do don't make something happen, Maddie. Like, do you, do you believe that I could be the one who awakens your church and mm, awakens yeah. your city, you know, and will you wait on the process that I'm doing? Like all the things that I'm bringing up underneath the surface, preparing the hearts of myself, our community, um, our city to yeah. receive that, that mm -hmm. kind of travail, that kind of desire and thirst, the whole, like, um, I like, you know, I believe the help my unbelief. Yeah. It's that same idea. And I just feel like 
even the patience to wait on this value in our community, the patience to wait on awakening being authentic and really coming from like the underneath, Mm -hmm. um, the inside, the soul, um, and to wait on him to fulfill it, you know? So Mm -hmm. I I love what you're saying and just feel like it's so important for our community to see the value that way. Um, not as a burden, but as a a giving from God himself, um, and to wait on him to do it. So that's really good. Well, that's so good, Maddie, because awakening, when we think about it as society level can feel, we can see the need like, wow, we need to, we need God to come and move beyond our own power and our own ability. And that can feel so overwhelming Mm -hmm. and it can even feel almost like crazy or a little insane for, (laughs) you know, a network of house churches to say, we want to be about this great awakening. We want to, but really what it is, is it's, it's a statement to say, uh, we want to be about faith that God can move in the world today. And that doesn't create anxiety within us. It doesn't create fear. Um, but what it, it does when we, you know, we say we value awakening within our house churches and within our own lives is uh, the response of a person who wants to be awakened to the power of God is not anxiety, it's not fear, but it's actually it's surrender. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, yeah. that we're surrendered to yeah. what God would want to do in our lives. And for people who have experienced God in moments of personal awakening throughout Scripture, that is what I think we, we see. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think about Peter when he first meets Jesus in Luke 5. And he's, he's in his fisherman's boat, and Jesus is just passing through. So Peter had maybe heard of Jesus, but had never seen him before. And Jesus says, Peter, I want to get in your boat, and I want to teach from your boat. So Peter had been fishing all night, welcomes Jesus into his boat. Jesus preaches to the masses, and then he looks at Peter and he says, okay, Peter, cast out your net to catch fish. And, and Peter says, you know, I've been fishing all night, but I haven't caught any fish. And Jesus, you know, says, well, go ahead and cast one more time. And he does. And of course, the haul of fish is massive. It's enormous. And Peter, when he realizes who Jesus is in that moment, his response is, depart from me, Lord, for I'm a sinful person. But, but that is, and Jesus, of course, doesn't reject Peter, but he welcomes him in to be uh, the closest to him, mm-hmm. of potentially of his disciples. Mm-hmm. And that's the experience of someone who doesn't just know God as a philosophy or a theology, mm-hmm. who, doesn't, who knows Christianity beyond morality, but actually knows Jesus, is an encounter with the presence of God, an encounter with the love of God, where we respond in surrender and repentance. Mm-hmm. And what we do is we receive blessing in that moment to live a new life, to live in relationship with God, to live in the presence of God, to live in an awareness, a fresh awareness of who Jesus is. And it's that person, that surrendered person, who can be used for awakening. And when we say we value a you know, being awakened to the reality of Jesus at a personal level. Mm-hmm. It is a life of surrender and a life of knowing God and living in the presence of God. Mm-hmm. And Maddie, I was just, I'm curious if you wouldn't mind sharing one or two maybe moments of your life mm-hmm. where you felt like 
you've been made aware of the presence of God in a fresh way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, um, awakening, even as we're talking, I've just felt like um, I've had a series of awakenings in my Mm -hmm. life. You know, Mm -hmm. there's been moments of um, encounter with Jesus that that transformed me beyond my ability or power and then set me on mission. And then I saw the outward effects of it. So that was personal awakening. Obviously, that wasn't um, necessarily, you know, corporate or citywide, but, um, but, but a series of awakenings in my life and that he is constantly drawing me back through these cycles of awakening in my own spirit. Um, but I think, you know, it started for me when I was 17, you know, a lot of people know my story of awakening, but just had a radical encounter with Jesus when I was 17, writing an English essay. Um, totally changed my life. I was living just in total darkness, truly even probably had some oppression going on in my life, deep oppression and woundedness and, um, decisions and, you know, had a radical encounter with Jesus writing an English essay and, and felt, um, his, his physical presence on me and heard him say that he, that he was the answer like that I had been looking for, um, immediately had uh, that encounter immediately broke off a lot of bondage in my life. And I just went, I mean, all in with Jesus. I was, Mm -hmm. I went from being the girl who thought it was crazy to like front row at everything, Mm -hmm. looking for mentors, seeking, 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 and, and really finding him there. Um, so that was when I was 17. And then fast forward to college, um, another season of brokenness as I, I had been walking through healing through all of that, um, like kind of past stuff and in a season of healing, uh, really in the most, probably one of the most dramatic ways in my life over a period of like about three months, it was, it was travail. I had entered into a spirit of travail and desperation for God because I was like, I love you, Jesus, and I still see that I can't do this on my own, and I still see that I'm a broken, unhealed, um, not whole person, and I need your healing, and I need you to come and transform me, and entered into a season of travail for a few months that really led to one of the most massive uh, fillings of the Spirit in my life, Um, just you know, no one was there to teach me theologically what this even was to mean or look like, Mm -hmm. but I started having dreams, like God giving me really profound prophetic dreams. I started, um, sensing or hearing things in my heart that I thought were for other people. And then when I tested it or asked people in a loving way, like what's going on, is this something that's like going on with you? Can I encourage you here? You know, tears would come and just the spirit was pouring out in my life and I was, I was encountering Jesus, um, day after day after day and, and healing was happening. So it was like healing transformation, um, outpouring of the spirit, like so much happening just in this little window of time. And then even a really cool part of that is God just supernaturally leading me to a community of people who were then doing this, um, who taught me the way and really, um, just brought a lot of theological understanding and girding under what was my personal experience, um, which then some of you guys know, but led to um, Nightwatch, which was this, uh, as God was doing all this and just showing me uh, maybe who I was in God and awakening this passion in me for awakening. And I was just on fire to see everybody encounter Jesus the way I had been encountering him. 
birthed a worship and prayer night that went through the night in college and um, just saw like profound moves of the spirit there. Um, and yeah. a spirit of prayer and worship that was poured out over community and the presence of God. So, and then, I mean, from there on yeah. and on it goes, you know, seasons yeah. of anxiety where God uh, brought me to my knees and desperation and travail and then met me there and encounter and transformed my life. And then an outflow from that, like seeing so many people when I was in college ministry who I was able to minister from a place of, of power, you know, yeah. that I had experienced with God and see people get freed of anxiety and depression and panic disorders and, you know, just... It, it wow. is just a series of yeah. personal awakenings and a trajectory. Unfolding. Yeah, an yeah. unfolding of awakenings in our lives yeah. when it looks personal and when you're really seeking and desiring to just be um, yeah. a vessel and to say, like, to be aware of your need um, and to really s- submit to him in prayer to become a prayerful person. I feel like my life yeah. has just been a, an outer working of a series of awakenings yeah. and transformation and missional movements. Um out of my encounter with him so mm-hmm. that's so good maddie thanks for sharing your experiences and yeah. you know your life and the way that you've modeled that surrender in different times mm-hmm. and I've, i'm lucky to get an up close and personal mm-hmm. view of that yeah. you know and i'm so appreciative of the way that, that god's moved in your life and the way that you've responded as well mm-hmm. and again with this value this is a driving reason why we do house church it's because we really want to be about the simplicity of presence, mm-hmm. the simplicity of the presence of one another, and also the presence of God. Mm-hmm. And David, I'm wondering if you would help us understand how we can pray within our house churches, um, what the role of prayer can be in our relationships with one another, that when we gather it wouldn't just be about the presence of one another, where it's so important, but where we could actually maybe contend and welcome and usher in the presence and the love of Jesus mm-hmm. on each other's behalf, and then also contend for that for our families and for the world around us. I'm pausing for a second because I'm going to check my phone. Yes, yes. yes. It's easy to edit back in. Cool. Yeah, yeah, we're right. We're right on the edge. So yeah. you can be, you can be brief. Let, yeah, let me brief. just text Colin. Yeah, running just a few minutes late on my way. Period. I don't know how much of that baby we're able to edit out, but this mic is highly directional. So okay. It is, it is shooting that way. So hopefully, I mean, there might be a little bit. I'll, I'll see if I can. Yeah. It's okay though. I mean, we're in house. Yeah, we're like, yeah. We do house church. It's baby screaming usually during teaching, so it's fine. (laughs) So after this answer, I'll need the dash. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's perfect. And you can, you can just come to a natural pause, and then yeah, that'll just drop the video. That'd be fine. Yeah. Well, I didn't. Do you want to close the video or? I would love for you to to just me just to close it. Close it. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. And maybe I could even ask the question again. And, and um, frame it as just a final thought. Well, yeah, you can, but I think it's yeah, fine. Yeah, I think okay. it's fine. I think right. you're doing this. Great. Yeah. yeah, Austin, I really appreciate that question because it does, all of this um, makes its way back to prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all these things that we're talking about in history, in scripture, in experience, it finds its way back to the place of encounter. Yeah. The very essence is encounter, and that is a place of prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there's a lot we need to do to follow God into this journey, 
but there's nothing that we do until we pray. Mm-hmm. It's first. And um, in the house church, prayer is, is so essential because it really is the way in which we together seek the presence of God to, to take moments where we do wait on Him. Where we just intentionally slow down and let's just give a moment to the Spirit to speak. Let's just be quiet for a second and invite Him and wait on Him. Because if we do, he's sure to come. Yeah. This is the one thing we never have to wonder about. When we pray that ancient prayer of the church, come Holy Spirit, we never have to wonder, does he want to? Will he? You know, this. Do we never have to wonder, is that the will of God? Can we ask that? Always. God is communicative. He desires to make himself known. He desires to, he is always speaking. I think one of the best things that we can do in, in our house churches is just to pray that continually. For a baptism of the voice of God, yeah. more of the voice of God, and uh, this we're after spirit-assisted prayer. That's prophetic prayer. Mm-hmm. That, you know, it's just spirit-assisted. That we're not just sort of coming up with the stuff to talk to God right. about. It's like no, He's speaking to us. He's helping yeah. us. He's authoring prayer. Mm-hmm. We give it utterance mm-hmm. and faith to it and our unity to it, and we'll watch God work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so yeah, if we can take time and do what you were just saying, Maddie, just take the yeah. risk. You know, kind of would like to pray for you in this mm-hmm. way. I don't know if that's on target or not. It, it, and it may be, mm-hmm. if it's not, no one got hurt, right. you know, <laughs> nothing lost. But yeah. it may be yeah. that that's just exactly what God yeah. wants to do in someone's life, to, to experiment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We often talk about having an experimental attitude in yeah. prayer. It's like, can, give it a try. Can we right. just try this? And, um, you know, we do that with wisdom and you know, staying in, in step with Scripture, yeah. but to just give things to, you know, not anything's going to happen unless we're willing to take a risk right. and try, right. and just to be experimental. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm so grateful for ways in which any opportunity a house church mm-hmm. takes to break out of routine prayer, yeah. casual prayer, mm-hmm. into something that is a little, slightly more non-casual yeah. and a little bit more experimental and a little bit more dependent on God. Yeah really relying on him, that's an awakening move. That's taking a little inch toward more of what we're after Mm -hmm. here. And then the last thing I would say about that is we minister to one another. This is how God ministers Mm -hmm. to us is through, through the life of prayer, you know, exhibited in the, in a body, but then that's prayer in the church, but then there's the prayer of the church. Mm -hmm. And that's, we say, okay, now we're going to go shoulder to shoulder and we are going to go after an outpouring of God in this yeah. city. Mm-hmm. We're going to contend for Lexington. Or we're going to contend for this school in our neighborhood. Yeah. We're going to contend for this street. We're going to prayer walk our cul-de-sac. We're going to say, God, in my time and in my place, come and move. Mm-hmm. Come and do it. And uh, man, when, when God's people get after it like that, with humility and repentance and, yeah. and, uh, and passion and desire... That's where the scriptures and all of history prove. And all around the world today, that's when God moves. I do think, it's like you were, you were saying, Maddie, so much of the time, um, God delays our, in answer to our prayer because he's, he, there's something he's still wanting to get in us. Right. Mm-hmm. Dismantling pride, right. self-sufficiency, maybe just 
to, to grow greater passion. How much do we really want it? Right. How, how much does it matter? For He's wanting to stoke that and make that closer to how much it matters to Him. Yeah. When we get closer to His heart on it through that perseverance in prayer, that's yeah. when things will break. But I think, I think God is seeing that grow mm -hmm. and arise. Mm -hmm. He's yeah. seeing that grow in the people of God today. And uh, I, think, I think that's why we're seeing more than we have before. But, um, but I think he wants more from us because we're wanting so much more from him. And, yeah. and um, so, yeah, prayer, that's the heart and center. Yeah. So I really want to Amen. thank you all so much for just the opportunity to have this conversation. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Austin, thank you yeah. for con yeah. convening it and you, Maddie. And, mm -hmm. and thank you all for listening. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for taking this now to some discussion and some your own personal life and in your own prayer. We pray it's all a blessing to you going forward.